Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify, Ask the Experts, our bi-weekly live show and podcast that features expert interviews and case studies to show you what to do and what's new in Shopify and e-commerce digital marketing for 2022 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading Shopify and e-commerce marketing experts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Shopify Ask the Experts. I'm Marissa Morgan. I'll be your show host today, and I'm also the business development manager here at Engage, who is the producer of this show. I'm so excited to have you here because today we're talking about a topic that is so hot in the world of Shopify and e-commerce, and it is Facebook ads. My guest will be joining us. He is a Facebook ads expert and an e-commerce agency founder. He'll be joining us to share some Facebook ad secrets to give your Shopify stores a huge boost in sales in 2021. How about 2022 and beyond? And be sure to stick around after today's talk with our special guest. He'll join me for our Engage News of the Week. Every week we share a tip, a trend, something in the world of digital marketing and specifically Shopify and e-commerce. And we'll talk about it. We'll share about it. And we'll see what the audience has to say about our Engage News of the Week. Okay, without further ado, a quick mention about our sponsor, Engage. We are super excited here at Engage to announce that beginning September 1st, we will be rolling out our latest app, which is SMS Marketing for Shopify stores. Now, we all know that we have to do automated marketing, email campaigns, but SMS right now is a huge part of any e-commerce marketing digital strategy. SMS messages have a 98% open rate compared to emails, 20% open rate. So SMS marketing is a must-have for any business, specifically your Shopify or e-commerce business. We make it super easy for Shopify store owners to not only build their customer list, but increase sales and save time with automations. And of course, promote new products, coupon codes, personalized campaigns. Our SMS marketing program will be launching March 1st. It is the only app with no code support bots. So it's very easy to use and integrate into your current form and operating systems. I think you'll agree customer service and customer experience is one of the big competitive advantages for any business in 2022 moving forward. So having SMS in your digital marketing strategy is a must to really improve that customer experience. So stay tuned for more on that. We'll be kicking it off in March. And to kick off this rollout, new users will have the opportunity to get a 30 day free trial of our SMS program. And that will include 500 free SMS messages that you can use to kind of like shoot out to your customers. Maybe you want to do a welcome campaign or a discount code. It'll give you a chance to try out our, our program, our app, and see how it works for your Shopify or e-commerce business. Awesome. Super excited. You've got nothing to lose except a huge amount of business to gain. So stay tuned for more on the Engage SMS marketing for Shopify app coming soon in March 2022. All right. Without further ado, it is time for me to introduce you to today's 
special guest. He is from across the other side of the world, Sydney, Australia, from Down Under. And as you know, I am broadcasting live from Minneapolis, Minnesota, where it is literally a blizzard outside today on what's today, February 10th. So just before Valentine's Day, we're about to get snowed in. It's no fun. I can't wait to hear how the weather is in your world, Luke. Uh, if you don't know who Luke is, Luke Smith, you need to. He is a paid advertising expert who has worked with companies such as McDonald's, Estee Lauder, maybe you've heard of Audible, Qantas, some really big companies, managing advertising budgets around $300 a month across platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Google Search, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and YouTube. In 2018, proudly, Luke founded Simply Converting. It's an agency that helps e-commerce businesses in the homeware and furniture spaces generate sales through paid advertising strategies. Luke's aim is to help his clients overcome their biggest three hurdles that are faced by small businesses. Those three hurdles, Luke says, not enough traffic, not enough conversions, and low brand awareness. Amen, Luke. Uh, since starting his agency, he's had the privilege of helping over 30 small businesses, as well as consulting their agencies and training their staff on the latest paid ad advertising strategies. Fun fact about Luke, he comes from a family of entrepreneurs. His mother and also his sister, Amy Smith, who was a previous guest on our series, all own their own businesses. Please welcome Luke to our show. Luke, welcome. Thank you for being our guest expert today. And tell us, you are an entrepreneur like your mom and your sister. How did you end up in digital marketing? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Marissa. Um, it's interesting. I was uh, I came out of uni being more of a, a math person than an English person. And, and so I thought that banking was the space for me. Uh, so I ended up there immediately out of university. Uh, but at that time, my mom was building a blog, um, building a, a business online. And so she was involved in all of the digital marketing aspects um, of the internet. And I had absolutely no idea what any of it was or what any of it meant. But I started um, learning a little bit about it on the side. And at that point, I decided this is what I want to do. And then I, I was lucky enough to land an entry-level job at an agency in, the, in Sydney and uh, fell into Google Ads and then spread across to Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Um, and from there, uh, started my own business in 2018 and, and applying many of the same strategies we do for those large companies, but for smaller businesses and e-com stores specifically now. Well, you founded your agency. You're doing incredibly well. Um, we're really excited to have you here because we're going to be talking about Facebook ad secrets to really boost your Shopify store sales as we drive into this e-commerce world in 2022, which is literally booming, right? Ecom How long do you think e-commerce has technically been around? Do you know, like, what would be your estimate? Oh, I would say maybe 10 years or so, oh, yeah. oh, more than that. But I think mainstream for um, the accessibility and that partly due to uh, uh, Shopify, obviously, it's been mm -hmm. huge in the last five years and it's only going to get bigger, I think. I was going to estimate about 10 years myself. And I would say about, you know, five or six years ago, we saw so many large corporations really driving home their e-commerce platforms, Amazon, Target, you know, what used to be just brick and mortar stores that had online, they were now really pushing the online world. So I would agree with you. I'd say like 10 years ago for sure, but in the last five years and even in the last year, two years, 
as a result of the pandemic, we've seen obviously a huge trend of businesses, you know, choosing almost online over a brick and mortar opportunity, right? hundred percent. And, and, you know, one of my more recent clients was in that exact space where the pandemic hit and they had the physical location and they realized, wow, we really need to pick up the ratio of sales from the online store. And so that's how we started working together. So it, it would have had that, um, you know, same impact on a lot of businesses, I think, the pandemic. Right, right. And it's crazy because the businesses that were already doing it, right, maybe on not, not such a larger scale, but the businesses that were doing it had a much easier time when the pandemic happened, uh, continuing to do it and increasing and doing more um, versus the businesses that hadn't done it yet, who now really had to scramble to keep up with all the changes and the way and, and just the habits of the world, which have now forever changed. You know, it's funny, before we dive into today's talk on Facebook ads, just speaking about shopping in a brick and mortar versus online, I don't know how it is in Australia because obviously there's supply chain demand issues everywhere, um, but it's still a really big deal in the United States right now. I mean, I went to shop recently at my local retailer where I get groceries sometimes but also like home home good things. I need cleaning supplies, paper products. And so many things were completely sold out in the store. And, you know, it, it reminded me of those initial months of the pandemic when you couldn't get toilet paper and you couldn't get certain items. It reminded me of that. And I, and I you know, found myself saying to my significant other, like, we're probably gonna have to start just shopping online when we need stuff from this store because- Seems like a lot of brick and mortar stores can't keep up with the in-store demand, but also they're not supplying as much in-store because so many people are shopping online, right? Oh, and there's so many un so much uncertainty too in the in-store locations because um, there's been lockdowns and things, and it's hard for them to predict how much to order. I think so. There's there's so many factors involved. But I've noticed the same thing. The shelves are a little bit bare at the moment, even in Sydney. Yeah, and even when it comes to like, let's just say clothing. It's like you walk into a retail store and they have like three pairs of shoes of a brand and they hardly have any sizes. It's it's almost, um, it can just be frustrating now to try to go and shop in person only to realize when you're there that if you really want a selection, you almost have to do it online, right? Companies don't mm -hmm. want to carry the overhead um, and, and can't in store. Well, let's dive into today's topic because I'm excited about this one. I'm a big Facebook girl. Uh, Facebook ad secrets to give your Shopify stores sales, your Shopify stores sales, a huge boost in 2022. For those of you listening on the podcast, I'll read through this uh, outline slide for you. And if you're watching, um, please read through with me how Facebook ads fit into the e-commerce customer's journey. That's a great place to start with our talk. Then we'll talk about why it's important to communicate with customers based on where they are in that journey, why you need to examine both Facebook, on Facebook, and off Facebook metrics to identify bottlenecks and opportunities, um, and also how to determine the effectiveness of your advertising. Let's start as we dive into our talk, Luke, with the idea that you know Facebook ads fit into a specific parts of a customer's journey. Help us understand more just about that um, thought process. And in your experience, like, how do you figure that out? And, and what parts are there of a customer's journey? I just asked you three questions in one, but <laughs> feel free to break that down however you choose. You're the expert for sure. Yeah. So um, 
uh, I've got to sort of get out of my own perspective because as an advertiser, I'm always thinking of Facebook as the ad platform. So I've got to always switch to think about how the user experiences the platform, first of all. Mm. Um, and then uh, it is very early on in the in the customer journey, to be, to be honest. So people are on the platforms, Facebook and Instagram. And if you're running Facebook ads, it goes through the ads manager, which goes across both Facebook and Instagram. You've got at least the option to do so. Um, but they're there to be social, essentially. They're catching up with friends. They're, they've probably got groups on Facebook where they're engaging with messages. They're catching up with family. Um, they're sharing memes and things with their friends. They're not necessarily there to be sold. And I think that's probably the main thing to, to keep in mind. And often, um, you know, it's easy to forget. So even just browsing your own Facebook newsfeed, you might see ads for brands that you don't know, you've never seen before. You don't know what they sell, but they're, they're just essentially asking you to buy now. Um, and in reality, it, it comes back to the conversation of uh, online versus in-store that we spoke about earlier, where um, people's buying behavior these days is that they might see an ad 12 times on Instagram for the same piece of jewelry, for example, um, and then they're likely to either find a store that has it in stock and just go and buy it, um, and the, the store's just gotten lucky in that instance, or they'll they'll go online and pull the trigger after a certain amount of impressions. So. It, it really is a game of serving impressions, especially on those so social platforms um, and, and making sure that the brand is top of mind. Um, now you certainly can get direct purchases from the platform and that's why it's an attractive space for a lot of businesses because it can work that way. Um, but it, it's quite, uh, it's not an easy ride just going for the money in, money out. So you've got to consider that people are there to be social. That's interesting. So considering in your cust if you're putting yourself in your customer's shoes, the first reason people are on a social media app is to be social, not to necessarily shop, but then ultimately your goal to get them to purchase means there's just a lot of things you have to take into account, why they're there, what they're doing. And then also, um, you know, the idea that people don't often buy with the first impression. Uh, and it is true. I would say as a customer myself, I never purchase something the very first time. I usually have to see it a few times. And then oftentimes, if I'm really interested in it, maybe especially if it's a higher price point item, I may actually go off the social media app and then do a Google search and kind of dive more into the brand off the social media app as well. So um Want to give a quick shout out to Achochi, who is joining us for our talk today. He says, greetings, Marissa Morgan. Good to be here today. Welcome, Achochi. Thank you so much for joining in today's show. And also a shout out to Oswald, who is also joining us on Facebook and gave us a thumbs up as well. If you guys have any questions for Luke, feel free to drop those in the comment section, and we're happy to bubble those up during today's talk. Okay, so talking about the customer journey, where they are in their journey, Again, why is it important to communicate with the customer? Oh, by the way, someone logged off and I think logged back in. If that's you, Achochi, welcome to the show. I just gave you a shout out in case you missed it. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions for Luke, drop them in the comment section. Um, okay, Luke, so talking about the customer journey, why is it important to, to communicate with the customers based on where they are in their journey? Yeah, so I think it's about um, considering where they are exactly at in their journey and trying to talk to them um, at that stage, at that point in their path to purchase. Um, some, some people might not even be on a path to purchase. Uh, you know, in the consumer's mind, they're not, you know. So it's, it's our job to introduce them to the brand. Um, for example, if you've got a Shopify store, um, I work with a lot of furniture and homeware companies. So 
uh, it's about introducing them to the, the benefits of uh, not just the product, but of the experience, right? If they've never seen the brand before, they've never been to the website, they've never visited the Facebook page, they haven't done the Google, um, you're seeing them for the first time. So an example of this would be um, if you were selling a couch, for example, one of the lines that we've used before is make your home a haven. So it's a safe space. It's somewhere where you want to put your feet up and watch the Netflix. So we're kind of playing into that emotion um, with the sole objective of introducing somebody to the brand. It's not to sell them the couch at that point. Um, but there's always at the end of the copy, for example, there might be a call to action that, um, that is shot now, but it's it's kind of buried below. So the first is is the lead in. So it's, it's kind of a soft approach. And then when you think about the next path in someone's journey, they may have clicked that ad or they may have visited your Facebook page or your website. So they're a little bit more familiar with the brand. They may or may not know the specific products you sell, but we know they've kind of made that next step. Um, mm -hmm. And at that point, we want to re-indoctrinate them we want to build some some social proof at that point. Other people have purchased from here. Here's what they've purchased. Um, come and check out some products if you like. You know, it's not too hard and fast as well. It's bringing them back and allowing them to browse. So a lot of people will hit the Shopify store and not view a specific product. Um, there's always percentage drop-offs where people will hit the store. Some percent will view a product, and then of those, a certain percent will add to cart. Of those, a certain percent will initiate checkout. So you get drop-offs at each of those points. Um, so as as brands and marketers, we try and figure out where they're at and what we need to say to them at that point to get them to take the next step. It's all about getting them to take the next step, um, not right. starting with the last step. Yeah, enticing them, uh, making them feel like you're helping to solve their pain point or their problem. Making your house a home or your home a haven. Home a haven is a great tagline, especially because so many of us are spending more time in our homes. And that there has been yep. this huge, huge boom of home renovations and DIY and that whole idea that, hey, you know, you should enjoy being in your home. And now that you have to be, you certainly want to make your home a haven. So I like that. Um, I think you brought up a good point, too. There's always going to be drop offs along the way. So that's something I'm sure we, we can talk a little bit about, too, when it comes to metrics, you know, down the road. Um, but I also like the idea that you mentioned, you know, not necessarily making a hard call to action too soon in the journey, because as you mentioned earlier, you need to remember your customers are on social media apps to be social and not to feel like they're being sold. Uh, so I think a big part of that, we talk about this a lot, a big part of that is you know, answering what their problem is um, before even suggesting that they purchase your product to solve the problem. Because we all know that when we are scrolling and someone's like, oh, are you so sick and tired of your bushy eyebrows that are getting in your eyes? And someone with the, that problem is going to be like, oh my God, yes, what is this? You know? Um, so really they say you have about three seconds to capture someone's attention, right? Do you have any yeah. tips for Facebook ads in terms of you know, what you want to do in those initial few seconds to help capture someone's attention? Yeah, you, you do only have a short amount of time. And so what, what I would say to that is uh, the largest space that they'll see and their eyes will probably naturally draw to the image or the video. Um, so uh, one thing that we've found work well um, is, first of all, to customize the thumbnail. If you are running a video, um, you'll notice when you scroll down, uh, the thumbnail is the quick image that a video displays before it starts rolling and starts playing. Ah, yes. So you can customize that. So you want that to grab attention or to be something that would be appealing, 
not just say a frame full of text. So mm -hmm. little things like that on videos can help get attention. And then the video itself, obviously, you know, the, the first few seconds are crucial. So don't wait 10 seconds, you know, talking about your brand or yourself, get right into it and start touching on some benefits and, and pain points. And then um, the images themselves, uh, again, with a hard sell, what we've seen is some, some images that are just, you know, um, the product and the price, right? They're, they're a little bit abrasive on the newsfeed because it is that social experience. So something that blends into the newsfeed a little more, it's a little more social, um, feels less like an ad, they can do quite well. Um, and so we've got one one image, uh, it's actually for my mom's business. It's it's literally her in a store that my sister took of her and she's just holding a pillow. And she's got a, a business in the renovation space. Um, and that pillow image, it just does so well with any audience just because it's um, it's it's eye-catching. There's a bit of green greenery in the background in a, um, a plant store and it's a bright pink pillow, but it just looks natural. It just looks like it's not staged. So something like that is definitely worth testing, yeah. I like that. So considering that your images really should fall into a newsfeed more naturally and not be so pitchy-pitchy or look like a advertisement right that was paid for by a company those are the items those are the ads that tend to do most well that's interesting i'd love to see that photo i'll actually have to look it up online or do you have it there could you pull it up on your phone uh not on my phone i can send it through after if you like yeah do it uh, i'd love to see that photo I've, I've heard those kind of ads described as as a trojan horse so mm. you're you're really um you know leading them in slowly they don't know that it's an ad until they get right into the copy and because the copy is engaging um you know they've read most of it and then boom they've clicked through to the They're site in. so something like that is worth testing well and this is uh one of the reasons why a lot of companies now are partnering i think we can use the word partnering with influencers and micro influencers because you know if you don't have the time the talent the capability the creative juju to create fun and engaging content, why wouldn't you sub that out to somebody who loves doing it, right? And so many influencers naturally are doing posts that already resonate with their viewers, their followers. So if you can throw your product into one of their posts and get all those views, if that's your target audience, um, more power to you. It makes sense. It makes sense to go that route. Versus trying to hire a photographer, trying to do a photo shoot, trying to create something that looks organic and fun and interesting, you know, when you're also probably conditioned to make it look like an ad. You don't want that. So I think that's a really great tip. Very good tip. And I will say my eyes immediately zone out when I know something is an ad. I actually get really annoyed at some of the sponsored stuff that comes up through my Facebook and or Instagram feeds, because I feel like, I almost feel like slightly disrespected, like stop wasting my time. Like I'm not here to look at your dumb product. I'm here to look at what my friends are doing, right? So yeah. it's interesting if someone Trojan horsed me into looking at it, I don't think I would be as mad or frustrated because I obviously found it interesting enough to stop and look at it. So I realize that you're on the website. <laughs> right. And then you're like, oh, I kind of like this lady's style. Maybe I should hire her to do my home renovation. Exactly. Yeah. Great tips. Well, let's talk about next the need to examine both on Facebook and off Facebook metrics to really identify what's going on. What are the bottlenecks? What are the opportunities that are working or not working? 
Can you share with us your experience with both the on Facebook and off Facebook pictures, what those can look like or help you figure out? Yeah, so um, the the goal here is to try and figure out once you've got ads live, um, one of the hardest things I think for, for brands and, and clients to do is to identify where the problems may lie. And so breaking it out into what's happening on Facebook versus what's happening off of Facebook is probably the, the first thing I would do because then you can decide where if your attention needs to go to um, Facebook and, and the ads themselves, or if your attention needs to go on uh, conversion rate optimization on the Shopify store, for example. So looking at on Facebook first, what we're looking at is how efficient our ads are at moving people from the ad platform or from the newsfeed to uh, the website. So if it's inefficient, then then clearly there's a, a problem on, um, on that side of things. Um, and by by efficient, what I'm looking at is what is the, the click-through rate? So is it high enough? And typically one that we want is, is close to 1% as possible, especially for e-commerce ads, because sometimes they can be a little bit lower. Um, and then what is the cost per click? And the CPC in brackets link clicks is a different metric to um, CPC or. Uh, and that's the one we're looking at. So we want, obviously, as cheap as possible for the cost per click. That's how cheaply we're getting people to the website. So if we're having trouble moving people from Facebook to the site, we should be looking at um, firstly the audience. Um, are we running various audiences, and is one performing better than the other, um, or the creative? So it could be a creative problem. If people aren't clicking through, it could be like you were saying earlier, where the ads just selling too soon. People are a little bit annoyed; they're not clicking. Um, and you can always check the comments as well on your ads to see if people mm. are commenting, because sometimes you do get negative comments, and that that'll give you an idea of how it's being received. Um, but Facebook also gives you three columns at the ad level that will give you an indication of how the platform is receiving your ads to and how how engaging they are and how, um, you know, Facebook perceives them in, in each auction. Um, you know, are they positive ads that, that users are loving, in which case you might get cheaper delivery? Or are they um, ads that, that users are feeling sold and they're not clicking the click-through rates low? Facebook can give you higher delivery costs because they don't want those on their platform. They want it. Um, to be a positive experience. Um, so looking at those numbers will tell you if it's a Facebook issue or not. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's all good, if you're getting lots of traffic to site and it's very cheap, um, and that's when we start looking at uh, off Facebook metrics. And first of all, we want to see how long are people staying on the site? Because it's all, it's all um, you know, rosy to have a thousand people hit the website. But if you look into Google Analytics, for example, and they're there for two seconds, something's off. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and you're going to be wasting some ad spend. So looking at time on site, first of all, and then you want to see, okay, what's happening after they've stayed on the site for 30 seconds or more? Are they viewing specific product pages is the next step to look at. And if they're not, well, then you know that that's the bottleneck. If they are, you go to the next step, which would be, um, are they adding to cart? And this is a big one because a lot of product pages don't prioritize things that are important like the add to cart button. You know, if it's buried below the fold, especially ah, on mobile, yeah, if yeah. you if you have to scroll down on a product page to find the add to cart button, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's not a great user experience. And so little things like that can help uh, remove that bottleneck. And then there's the initiate checkout and, and obviously the purchase. But we do find um, the blockages are usually, are people viewing specific products um, once they hit the site? And that's the overall navigation. And then once they hit the product page, are they adding to cart? So they're probably the two things I'll look at off of Facebook. 
Well, I can tell you know what you're talking about. I'm ready. I'm ready to learn everything. You're getting me excited about this because it seems like, and, and I can appreciate that as someone coming from, right, a platform engages a platform with all these amazing tools for small businesses and more specifically our SMS program that's rolling out. As much as we pitch that the customer experience is incredibly important, right, for businesses, e-commerce and Shopify businesses to, to have and to improve for their customers, Platforms need to remember that the customer experience is just as important for the businesses that are using their platform. And I like that you mentioned, of course, Facebook has a vested interest in ads doing well because the better that the ads are doing, the more the more appeal that the ads have to the audience, the more people are going to continue to use Facebook as a platform because they're getting ads that are relevant to them. They're, they're seeing ads that they like, they're clicking through, they're having problems solved um, versus, as we mentioned, the opposite, which is, oh, I'm so sick of the ads on Facebook, you know, that I'm here to socialize, not shop. So I think that's interesting. You mentioned that Facebook, obviously, by providing these metrics to you, the business owner, they're trying to help you do your do the best job you can with your Facebook ads and get the best results you can because it only makes their platform look and work better. Um, I have a question for you about platforms because one of the shifts we've seen really this year is that platforms have gone away with having to click through and leave the platform, right, to make your purchase. Now platforms like TikTok and Instagram have features that allow people to click on like an ad and it keeps everything right within the platform. Are you seeing this trend and are you seeing that business owners are liking this trend because it's like less steps, less, um, you know, less, uh, I guess, abrasion, right, for the customer if they can just click something they see in Instagram and then buy it right in Instagram? Are you seeing that this is a positive change or are you finding this to be maybe something negative because traffic maybe isn't going to the website um, or the metrics are kind of skewed because now all everything's like wrapped up in the social platform? What are you, what are you seeing in terms of that trend and how that affects the metrics and such? Yeah, so so overall for the user, the less friction, the better. So I mean, if if it friction, helps that was the word I was trying to remember. <laughs> friction. I said abrasion, kind of the same thing. If, friction, friction, if, friction. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it helps um, produce more purchases, obviously brands will be okay with it. But um, there, there's a there is a need to um, a mentor of mine, James Shranko, calls it own the race course. So um, driving people to your own website is more beneficial because you can, um, you know, you can have them opt in. They can join your email list. They can join your SMS list, for example, like you were touching on earlier. Right. Um, and uh, what Facebook's trying to do with the Instagram shop and Facebook shop, um, they're obviously going to be pushing that harder because they want people to stay on the platform because that's where their, their ad revenue comes from. And after all of the tracking changes last July, um, they had less faith in their um, audiences and ability to track people once they leave. So um, it is better for advertisers for visibility. If you can get all of the activity still happening within Facebook, you can um, mm -hmm. you know you can see more of what's happening. I suppose there's there's less of that um, that that gap in in measurability. But um, yeah, so there's pros and cons. To be honest, I haven't done a 
a test of, um, you know, what is the conversion rates on, on the shopping experience? And I think most of that is still organic in Australia as well. So I think they're rolling that out in different geos at the moment, but it's certainly something that I'll be testing pretty heavily. Fantastic. All right. Our last point that I know we wanted to cover together is how to determine the effectiveness of your advertising, specifically on Facebook. And I know that you mentioned Facebook does provide a variety of metrics. Uh, do you have any other insights you'd like to share? Are some of those metrics more helpful than others? What do you think about A-B testing, you know, running multiple ads at once, maybe with different creatives, like we mentioned earlier? Uh, what are your thoughts on how to measure the effectiveness of your Facebook ads? Yeah, so um, with, with the testing um, aspect of that we're doing that at the moment with creators where we'll, we'll just try and uh, once we've established a few audiences that are working well we'll pick our top audience and then just using that audience we'll test um, you know the same wording the same copy the same headline but a different image and so we'll do that a number of times and um, you know if you run it six times with the same audience the same copy and one uh, image for example has a click through rate 50 percent higher we kind of identify that as our winner. So we're doing this over time to identify winning images or videos and winning pieces of copy. So we can do it the other way as well. Um, and then you'll you'll um, pick out some, some top images, some top copy and some top audiences. And that's something that you can use to scale with and pretty reliably too. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing from a testing perspective. But with overall performance, um, this ties back to the, the drop off in tracking as well from the iOS updates. Uh, mm -hmm. What we're looking at doing is relying less on the metrics that Facebook gives us um, directly on purchases and purchase value because it's becoming a little bit inaccurate. So we're looking at revenue from Shopify. And so um, what we're doing is we're looking at the overall efficiency of the advertising by looking at the advertising dollars going in and the revenue in Shopify coming out because it's, it's the true revenue, right? It's the online orders that are coming through and just looking at what that ratio is, and that'll give us an indication of the movements. For example, if we were to halve the ad spend and we see it drastically drop, um, or stop it altogether as a test and we see it really drop, um, we, we can get a gauge of the, the responsiveness to, to mm -hmm. the ads, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that you mentioned using the Shopify metrics, really, um, to measure your, you know, advertising of efficacy because at the end of the day we we've shared as we talk about shopify and learn more about it they have fantastic metrics that break down so many different aspects of what's happening in your stores in your sales in your returns in your revenue etc cetera, etc cetera. so i like that you mentioned not relying too heavily on facebook metrics definitely incorporate the shopify metrics and then of course the idea of a b testing swapping out art or swapping out, you know, headlines or text, great ways to figure out what's doing the best and what's doing the best with what audience. Pretty neat. Mm. We just got a question. So I want to make sure we have time for that before we wrap up our talk here. This question is from Achochi and he said, what's your thought on the recent downturn with Facebook ad use and the threat that TikTok poses? Do you think it's beneficial to begin to lear learn TikTok ads now? And right away, my in, before you jump in, Luke, my initial kind of response is always, no matter what, you want to be where your customers are. So if you know your customers are on Facebook and you don't think they're on TikTok, 
I would say don't freak out about going and having to learn TikTok ads because that may not be the platform for you. But if you know that your customers are on Facebook and TikTok, or you're seeing a move from your customers from Facebook to TikTok, then my instinct would be definitely start learning the TikTok world. Would you agree or do you have some different insights? No, I definitely agree. It does start with where your customers are, first of all. So, uh, you know, beyond that, it's just a, a new shiny object or something that you'd, you'd want to throw all your time and energy into. Um, but if the customer base is there, um, TikTok, I think, is is huge at the moment. There's a lot of conversation around it. And, I, you know, it's, it's hard to decipher who's doing really well with TikTok ads or who's just selling TikTok ads um, at mm. the moment. But um, it's definitely something that I'm going to be testing. There's a big barrier, though, with TikTok ads in that it has to be native. They're, they're very specific kinds of videos and trend heavy. So to take someone from Facebook ads with their videos that they would run on Facebook over to TikTok, there's a disconnect. So ah. all I would say is test, test TikTok, but don't put all of your energy in it. And if you're going to test it, make sure you are looking at how people are doing ads uh, rather than just taking your creators from Facebook and trying to run them on that platform because you'll probably come to the conclusions that they don't work, um, but you just need to make them more native. You know, that's an interesting point. Great question, Achochi. Thank you so much for sending that in to us. And I hope that Luke did a great job answering your question. I definitely think he did. I like that you brought up this idea that content does perform differently whether it's native to an app or not. And even from a consumer standpoint who loves, you know, for my personal world, I love to create content on my social media platforms, but I have even noticed that too. If I make a video, edit it off the app, um, and then bring it on in and post it, it tends to do worse than if the, the video itself is actually filmed using the app in the camera mode or what have you. Same goes for taking a video that was created on a TikTok account and then uploading it to, let's say, Instagram stories or reels. It's interesting, but all of these things completely affect the algorithm. So it makes sense that that is going to have the same impact on our advertising. So I think a big takeaway is whatever advertising you're doing, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook ads or you're starting to learn TikTok, make sure that your material is native to that app and is created in that app for that app. It doesn't work to just share all. Yeah, it's almost like these platforms know when we leave. Yeah, well, of course they do. I'm starting to, yeah. I actually have the timer now, so I only spend one hour on Instagram a day. And I just realized I'm just letting them know my habits, right? Because now right at the one hour mark, they're like, ding, girl, you've been on Instagram one hour today. And I'm like, you liar, you liar. Um, but I'm like, now they know. Now they know Marissa spends about an hour a day. And then she tells herself no more. Um, but it's funny how much information we also give these apps by just, you know, obviously by clicking, uh, by setting timers like that, by, you know, asking our phone to track what we do all day. It, it's just... Mm -hmm. It's quite incredible, kind of scary, but incredible. Yeah. Well, listen, Luke, this has been a really insightful talk. Uh, we have a few more minutes. So if you have any other questions for Luke, if you have any questions as it relates to Facebook ads, he is the expert. He is your man. Please feel free to drop those questions in the comment section. And Achochi, thank you so much for that question today. And of course, for joining us for today's show. Luke, um, we're going to dive into in just a moment our 
Engage News of the Week. And lo and behold, this week, it has to do with Facebook ads. So I'm really excited to have you weigh in with us for that Engage of the Week. Are you down to join me? Yeah, 100%. Okay, awesome. Uh, by the way, Ochochi just chimed in and said, go where your customers are, irrespective of the trend. Absolutely, Ochochi. Again, trends are just that. They're trends, right? They're not sales. They're not conversions. Certainly explore a trend and figure out if your consumers are there, but don't just jump on board. Again, don't be on every platform just because you think you need to be. Figure out where your customers are first. And just on that, um, there's there's trends in terms of new platforms, uh, but with TikTok specifically, there's trends in terms of the actual creatives as well. So um, there's, there's sort of two aspects to that. So even if you do move to TikTok, um, have a look at how people are creating those ads. Great, great feedback. Thank you so much, Luke. All right, guys, it is time for our weekly Engage News of the Week. Every week at the end of the show, we share with you a tip, a trend, a piece of news in the digital marketing world. And as this series grows this year and we focus on Shopify and e-commerce, we're going to make sure to bring you all of the newest trends and info as it relates to e-commerce and Shopify. And this News of the Week is so perfect to end our show with Luke because it has to do with Facebook ads. So here's the News of the Week. Luke, feel free to weigh in and share your thoughts on this change. So this week, we're talking about how Facebook recently announced that they're making changes in Ad Manager, and they're they're making it more streamlined so businesses can more easily streamline their campaign process. They have essentially reduced the number of ad objectives that you can choose from, basically cut it in half from 11 down to just six. So what Facebook is saying is to, in order to more effectively guide advertisers to optimal campaign setups, They've redesigned the objective selection experience when creating new campaigns in Ads Manager. They've moved to an outcome-driven ad experience model where advertisers can select their you know, designated business outcomes. And those outcomes that they've given you the options of are awareness, traffic, engagement, leads, app promotion, and sales. So you basically now go into Ads Manager and they're going to ask you, what do you want to accomplish with this ad? Are you looking to drive brand awareness, traffic to your website, engagement, leads, app promotion, or sales? And yes, there's some certain intermingling in those objectives, but they're trying to help you be more streamlined. And then the interface will actually guide advertisers to the most optimal campaign setup and creation paths to achieve their desired outcome. What are your thoughts on this change to the Facebook ads manager? Do you think that this is something positive? Do you think it's going to help the customer experience, right? Or do you think, I mean, the opposite. Do you think maybe they shouldn't have changed it? It was fine the way it was. No, I like the change. I think simpler is better, especially mm -hmm. for people getting onto ads manager for the first time as well. Mm -hmm. um, if, if they were to just give you one objective and then 30 different ad formats, it'd be it'd be so confusing. So I think that the way they've done it is that if you choose an objective and they've reduced those objectives, then um, it kind of guides you down a path of what, what ad formats are related to that rather than showing you all of the ad formats. So I think it really helps with the ad creation as well. I agree. And if there's someone who would know, it's you. You are a Facebook ad secret keeper. And we really appreciate you taking the time to share 
uh, some of your insights and experience and secrets to Facebook ads for our audience who are in e-commerce and currently using a Shopify store or looking to work into that world. So thank you so much for sharing all your time with me today, Luke. I would love to share with our audience. Yeah, I would love to share with our audience how they can connect with you. First, let's talk about LinkedIn. I know you're on LinkedIn. Is LinkedIn a great way for our audience to connect with you? Yeah, I'm on on, on LinkedIn daily, so definitely, um, yeah, connect me, connect with me there if you like, and send send me a message. Um, definitely present on LinkedIn. Perfect. We've got his LinkedIn link up if you guys want to screenshot that so that you can find him later. His name is Luke Smith, L-U-K-E-S-M-I-T-H, and you can find say his link. Um, it's going to be Luke Smith dash eight six eight 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 seven one zero a as somebody in branding and marketing luke i think we need to change that so it's easier to remember it's probably the number of luke smiths on linkedin can you imagine right you're like sixth linkedin luke smith that's crazy yeah so please go ahead and find luke on linkedin and then let's talk about your agency simply converting you started this in 2018 you're growing rapidly let's talk about what our audience can find if they visit your website yeah so if you if you visit simplyconverting.com um you can um you know go through the process to book a call with me there if you like if you wanted to chat Otherwise, there's a community button and that will take you to a Facebook group called the Ad Insiders. Uh, and, and I just share some tips and tricks on Facebook ads there. If um, yeah, you'd like to join, just uh, head over to the website. Perfect. Simplyconverting.com, spelled just how it sounds, S-I-M-P-L-Y, converting, for those of you listening on the podcast. Awesome. Well, Luke, I want to thank you again so much for taking some of your time to share your insights and expertise and secrets on Facebook ads with us and with our audience. Thanks for joining us as our guest expert on digital marketing intelligence for Shopify. Thanks very much. Awesome. I love it. An amazing guest with so many great insights. I love to hear... Um, you know, takeaways and insights, especially when they come from, you know, a younger person who is up and coming in the digital marketing space, such as Luke. We heard he comes from a very entrepreneurial background. His sister, Amy Smith, runs her own consulting business. We had her on our series earlier last year. She was a fantastic guest, so I'm not surprised. Her brother, Luke, was also a wonderful and insightful guest. Please connect with Luke Smith out of Australia in or check out his website and his agency, Simply Converting, if you'd like to know more about the secrets of Facebook ads and how to improve your sales for your e-commerce or Shopify store, especially if you're in the home and houseware category, because that is where he his kind of like forte is for his agency and helping other companies and brands to grow. So check that out. And listen, if you're just tuning in and you missed the show and you'd like to rehear or share Luke's insights with a colleague, rewatch the show, we do have a live story. And I want to invite that, that link. It's so easy to find. It's engage.com. That's N-G-A-G-G-E.com forward slash live dash show. Starting in just a few days, I would say by February 14th, Luke's show will live in that live show library. We also have a podcast library as well that you can find when you go to the live show library and click references. There'll be a link to the podcast library as well. So that is where you can go to benefit from Luke's insights or to share a link to today's show with a friend 
or colleague. Okay, guys, that is all for today. I want to remind you that our next show will be next Tuesday. Our guest is Evan Padgett. He is an e-commerce expert with 20 years in the business, helping subscription e-commerce businesses from startups to enterprises. He's going to be at one Eastern Tuesday, February 15th, a little post-Valentine's Day, engage to talk about why subscriptions are really the driving force of recurring revenue for Shopify stores. So I think this will be a great topic. We haven't talked about the subscription-based model just yet. You know, as a consumer, there's many companies that do it and use it. And I think it's interesting to hear his insights on the subscription-based model. Join me Tuesday the 15th, 1 p.m. Eastern. Evan Paget will be our guest. Now, if you're just joining us and again, you want to see the show again, check out our live show library. But if you have questions, topic ideas, or maybe you have someone you'd like to refer to our show to come on board as a guest, please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I am the Marissa Morgan. Because just like Luke, there are some other Marissa Morgans out there. They're not as cool as me, but they got my name first. So I am the Marissa Morgan. And you can also email me at Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A dot M at Engage, N-G-A-G-G-E dot com. Well, that is all for today. I want to thank you all again so much for joining me on today's show. I want to thank our guest, Luke Smith, and also his sister, Amy, for referring him to join us on our series Continue to be excited about e-commerce and Shopify as we grow in 2022. Get excited about our SMS program from Engage that will be launching March 1st. And I look forward to seeing you all here on Tuesday, February 15th for our next show. Take care and thanks for watching.